Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dishyaltic Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Do you know why this is the best Thursday in two Thursdays? Because Zelius is back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, let it be known, I'm back with my bourbon of happiness. Bourbon. Happiness. Happiness. Let's just go with that. Well, I was trying to figure out another alliteration, but I just had nothing there. Ah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I am your host, Charlie. I'm joined once again by the prolific cover himself, Zilios. It is good to see you live and on the TV, sir. Yes, yes. It was a little bit sad. I, we we had at least one, maybe two viewers who were like, what the hell? Where's the Thursday night hangout? I was like, Zilius left me. I know, man. Damn I know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you. Uh, if you haven't yet submitted, um, if you haven't yet submitted a topic or question, have no fear. You can drop it in the chat. We'll add it to the the show. Uh, if we do run out of time, we will add that topic to the next week. Uh, so. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let us jump into the news. All right. First and foremost, um, unless you've been living under a rock, you do know that um, Twitch got hit bad. Uh, they had oodles and oodles of data stolen. Uh, well, they basically had a, a huge hack. Um, a, you know... Um, they, they stole source code, payment information. Um, but, but here's the thing, the, the, the people who are most pissed off about this are of course the big name, like, uh, Twitch streamers. So, uh, basically, uh, from my understanding, they got 10,000 streamers information for their pay. So I can imagine why they'd be upset about it. Well, now that now they can't, well, I mean, you know, I, you know, of course, all the confusion is not really going to get hit by this, but you know, in a, in a nice world and you know, I would love to, uh, I, no, I wouldn't love for my date, our data to be stolen, but I would have loved to have been that important. Um, but, Maybe someday you too can be that important, sir. Would that make you have felt better? Possibly. So, um, just so you know, uh, there, of course, because of the breach, uh, Twitch sent out an email to a lot, or I, I'm guessing all Twitch users, the the one or streamers, uh, that basically uh, states, out of abundance of caution, we have reset all stream keys. You could get your new stream key here. I did see that. But here's the thing. If you have um if you have OBS, uh you do not need to take any action. Uh OBS users that have not connected their Twitch account to OBS will need to copy their stream code. Which we use OBS, so we're cool already and we don't need to do anything else. That we know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're streaming right now. I can I could see that we are live on Twitch, so I know the stream key is correct for now. We think we are good, but you never actually know until you come in one day and the world stops working. Uh, yeah, that damn world. I mean, the world has been known to cease to exist. You never know. I mean, Facebook went down like what last week, and the world ceased to exist for how many however many hours that was. Maybe that was in a good way. I, it was, it was interesting because so many people were panicking. Like, I can't get my clickbait bullshit. But were people like, I never saw anybody actually panic. The only thing people I saw panic about were in reference to people panicking. I never actually saw the panic. But it was just okay. people being like, everybody's freaking out. Zelius, Zelius, where are they going to post their panic? Facebook, but Facebook is down. Exactly. So they I had to internalize it. Most so they, people were like, whoa, this is great. They were all in their room, crying, balled up in the fetal position, thinking the world will never be the same. You keep, I don't know. I think most people are fine with it. I beg to differ. I don't know, man. All those soccer moms out there, dude. 
Well, perhaps you people play, people of our generation of our generation probably could give you know two shits about it. But the 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 youngins and the uh, soccer mom age people were probably freaking the hell out. Well, although the youngins have probably dropped over to whatever the hell. They the, could go to like Instagram. Oh wait, no, no, no that's yep, that's now too. <laughs> wait, they could go to uh, Vine. Vine doesn't exist anymore. Does that actually not exist at all? I actually yeah, don't. They they shut it down. Oh, that's sad. Yes. Truly, it was heart-wrenching. Dear Vine community, thank you for all the inspiration, laughs, and loops. We have now placed Vine in archive state. Told you. Thank you, Twitter. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to the next topic. Twitch is here. Facebook is back up. So, the world's not ending. Anywho, all right. So, sorry, my um, uh, like I said, my tab order is all kinds of janky here, and of course, because I keep using Notepad, it's like flashing my face up on the screen. For those wow. of you watching, if you're listening, then you don't get to see my face like light up. Notepad, like a man, that, that that that's crazy. That's crazy talk right there, sir. Well, it's the quickest way to to copy and paste stuff and not have to worry about format or color and whatever. All right. So, uh, there, of course, there's, there's a couple games out there that the kids are, are still going crazy over that are safe, uh, in most ways. Uh, of course, Minecraft is one. The other one is Roblox. Uh, but Roblox just updated its, uh, term of service. Uh, that's a very good question, Zelius. How safe is safe? All right, so Roblox um, has basically... The thing is, you could put as a parent... Okay, let me preface this. Hello, parents. You have to do shit to keep your kids safe, okay? I refuse to take accountability. You don't have a kid. You're a teacher. That's you just have to change the filter to block them from doing shit. I thought that was done by Mark Zuckerberg automatically. No, no, he he's he's mining your data. He's not he's not stopping your data from flowing. What if and, I got a really good mining peak? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so um the the new terms of service uh has come out and what the hell? What? Um here here's the thing. Uh it is you know, it's it's kid friendly. However, microtransaction out the ass. Mm. Um, if you want, first of all, parents, don't put your credit card into it. If you want to let your kids buy stuff, get those little gift cards at Kroger. Exactly. That's even like the Switch in my PS5. I don't put my credit card on those. I'll buy gift cards from Amazon and then load then, those. Yep, that's what I do too. Yep, that's a smart way of doing it. All right, so let's actually get into some of the new terms of service rules here. Uh, so here's one. Uh, now, it's not in order. It's not all of them. I'm just giving you some of the highlights. The first highlight is um, the use of a VPN is a bannable offense. Huh. Which everyone's going, what? Because a lot of people, let's let's be honest, a lot of people are scared to death uh, of their stuff getting stolen, so they're all using VPNs to try to be, you know, t uh, 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 super secure. But if you have a VPN and you log into Roblox, you could be banned. Or kids use them to get around web filters. Celius, don't give anyone any ideas. I'm just saying, you know, it's a thing. Here, but here, here's the next. Here's here's another highlight. Uh, no acts of physical physical affection in the games, so you can't do romantic gestures like kissing or even holding hands in game now, because that will get you banned. What the? F How about this one? Uh, now this one is a little bit. Roblox is kind. You 
a lot of people out there like to build their own game with, you know, with art assets and all that stuff. But uh, there's now going to be a bannable offense uh, to prevent players from using other creators' code and their creations using music that isn't theirs, which makes sense. Um, but here's where it gets uh, using brand logos and designs, sure. But this is the one that really makes people scratch their head. Is you're, it's a bannable offense for using Roblox name or logo inside your game. You're on Roblox. You cannot, I, well, here's, I can see it from both sides. One, you're on Roblox. So it's kind of weird that you can't use that. But two, if you make some weird ass junk that, that, you know, is terrible and people complain, you don't want to see Roblox name or logo in the game. But still, it's a little weird. Like, so they can ban me for talking about Roblox inside of Roblox. Aha. And that's the last one. There is a very good chance that you will be banned for saying Roblox in the chat in the game. Dude, Roblox is the best game ever. Bam! Go! Gone. Hey, exactly. how do you play Roblox? Bam! Boom! Done. What if I swap an O for a zero? Oh, crafty. I don't know if if they would catch that yet. That's a little bit heavy-handed in my humble opinion. I just... Wow. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I'll be very... A lot of, a lot of people will use Roblox to kind of make their own uh, recreation of uh popular games or themed games um my son has played roblox and there's like a uh um kind of like a uh build your own superhero yeah. but it's like or or become a superhero uh there's uh and they've got like green lantern and wolverine you can't do that anymore uh oh, no. then of course you got like theme games for uh, Star Wars, you apparently won't be able to do that anymore. Uh, you know, of course, you got to watch out that you're not reusing skins that may be in another game that are not technically free. Or who knows if they're free or not. What can I do in this game anymore? I don't understand. You can log in and log out. <laughs> That's about it. That's just silly, sir. Yeah, I just... I, you know, I, it'll be very interesting to see. I, I wonder if they will roll back some of this stuff. Or is it almost like a CYA where if people are behaving themselves, they won't. But if somebody is misbehaving, they get right. like, aha. It would kind of be my, you know, wonder slash curiosity, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I think it's ridiculous that, you know, you're you're going to ban people for using a VPN. Yeah. You're going to potentially ban people from saying roadblocks in the chat. That's ridiculous because that that's just ridiculous. And then like the romantic gestures, like you can't do, you know, the emotes, hug, kiss, hold hands. That's ban that's they're just they're removing that or something. That's just weird. That's just really weird. It's kid friendly. It has to be friendly to the kids. Kid friendly, except oh, for all those microtransactions. Well, of uh, course they got microtransactions. Of course they got to make their money somehow. I mean, the old ones, the moonies, as you'd like to say, sir. Du Monet. Du Monet. All right. The. Let's talk about Gearbox uh, and their change up on top. Sort of, kind of, not really, but sort of. Uh, so, Randy Pitchford uh, was one of the co-founders of uh, Gearbox Studios. He was also the CEO and the president. But he is now stepping down 
as the president and a gentleman by the name of Steve Jones, who is currently the chief technical officer, the CTO, uh, will become the the new president. What Pitchford will do is he's actually uh, pivoting uh, over to become the president of the brand new division called Gearbox Studios. Not Gearbox Software, but Gearbox Studio. And the studio is going is focused solely on uh, film and TV projects centered around their IP. And the first, of course, being the live-action Borderlands movie. Of course. So they know that they're going to want that, and I'm guessing then even more to be able to do that. Of course. Uh, now, what that means is that uh, Steve Jones will lead all production and development activities at Gearbox software and oversee the multiple AAA titles that are currently in development. However, Pitchford still technically has a hybrid CEO role in Gearbox Studios, or sorry, Gearbox Software, man, this is confusing, uh, to help streamline things or to smooth potential issues down. So he's basically like a Mr. Fix-It. If things don't seem to line up, he'll jump in and go like, this is what you need to do. You know, the, I, the, the, the funny thing is, I actually uh, accidentally met Randy Pitchford at PAX Prime. Yeah, PAX Prime. Or when it, back when I went, it was just PAX because there's no other PAXs. Um, and I was actually talking to him. I told, I was like, I know this guy, I know this guy, but I couldn't remember who he was until he walked away. Five minutes later, I'm going, oh my God, that's Randy Pitchford. Uh, and I just had a conversation with him. We're just, you know, how's the convention? How are you doing? You know, busy schedule, blah, 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 blah. He seemed like a cool guy at the time. I guess he's still a cool guy. He's just got other projects now to oversee. So does this mean that now Apple's going to want to expand into, I mean, not Apple, good Lord. Gearbox is going to want to go into more intellectual, you know, endeavors. You may build more brands. Pretty much. Yeah. So let me just check. Let's see. Gearbox. Or try to do like more, you know, movies or stuff outside of, well, you know, they're doing the movie, but maybe like anime or, you know, something like that or cartoons, whatever we call them. Based, your, your TV shows. TV shows or comic books or graphic novels. They've already got graphic novels. More graphic novels. So they, let's see here. Uh, they've got Borderlands. They've got Brothers in Arms. They've got Duke Nukem. They've got... Uh, Half-Life Opposing Force, Half-Life Counter-Strike, Half-Life Blue Shift, Half-Life PS2. Hmm. They have Homeworld. They have, let's see here. Let's let's look at the, the crazy ones here. Uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Battleborn. Is Battleborn still alive? I think it's dead. Samba Del Amigo. Maybe that's how they're going to make it come back to life. Duke Nuka Forever, man. TV series around Duke Duke of Forever. That will do well in this environment. <laughs> no, I think they're going to, to be honest with you, I think they're going to milk the Borderlands franchise. I mean, they already have. I mean, they got Borderlands 1, 2, 3. They've got Borderlands 2 VR. Uh, they've got Tales from the Borderlands. They got the prequel. And now they're going to have the movie. I would not be surprised if you see some sort of. I would guess CG, uh, like TV show, uh, around the life of one of the characters in, uh, Borderlands. I mean, based on what you saw, like with other animes, like Castlevania and Dota and other stuff, I think they could actually do some really cool stuff. I mean, you already have the whole story with, you know, Lilith and the Crimson Raiders and all that stuff. They mm -hmm. could actually do a lot of interesting stuff with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. If they choose to go that way. And I think it would actually lend itself really well to an anime. Yes. Well, that's why I say, I, I think it's more along the, you know, that's why I went with a CG look. 
is what yeah. I was, you know. I don't think like, I mean, I know it's a movie, but I think I'd actually be more interested in an anime or CG than the live action version, to be honest, because that's to me what Borderlands is. But to be honest with you, it's probably, uh, you could probably, well, I mean, the thing is you could, you could pump it out faster live action than you can with the uh, animated. Which is crazy because it seems counterintuitive. That rendering time is a bitch. They just need more CPUs, man. More pipes for the CPUs. <laughs> That's exactly how you fix it. <laughs> just add more pipes. Can't, can't they just make it go faster? Isn't there a button or something? Sure, why not? Just, just add more RAM. It fixes everything. Each stick will 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 reduce the time by... Three seconds. You know, maybe we're wrong. Instead of SSDs, we should actually go back to spinning hard drives. Maybe that's our problem. Maybe we're doing this all wrong. Tape, baby. Tape. Ooh, now you're taking my language. No. Punch card. <laughs> um, Vacuum tubes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's count out the zeros and ones in an abacus. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Just do it by hand. I'll be fine. Just actually, yes, I like the idea. Just do the cartoon old school and just do it by hand. Don't even flip book it. <laughs> Have somebody doing flip book for a half hour? No, for an hour and a half. Yes. See, <laughs> I don't know why the gearbox doesn't hire us for these brilliant ideas. The forearms probably be burning. We build a machine to do the flip book for us that looks like claptrap. That would be cool. I'd be down for that. See? I would. All right. So, uh, some exciting news, uh, especially for uh, one of our audience members, Sam Grizzle. And that is EA is hosting a series of betas around their brand new Battlefield game called uh, Battlefield 2042. This is a uh, first-person shooter. Does it already exist? No. Well, yes. No, kind of. It's in open beta right now. Uh, it's going to be released November 19th for all platforms. And it is the first official uh, step away from historical influence conflict. Um, well, since Battlefield 4, because that, that had a little bit of futuristic stuff in it. But now it is going to be set in 2042. So the super future or 22 years, no, 21 years in the future. Um, so currently in the beta, uh, the the only mode is conquest. Uh, conquest is basically pits two teams against each other in a large scale uh, scrimmage uh, where, of course, you're trying to capture and control various areas on the map. Um, there, you can have up to 128 players on a map, which apparently is just batshit nuts. And uh, they've and the really exciting thing for those hardcore gamers out there is that they have EA has reworked the weather effects because in the future weather's even worse and apparently like the tornadoes everyone's wowed by the way the tornadoes work the the animations the effects all that jazz can i control the tornado like mr tornado and conquer the world no oh but it will wreck your party um but so what a lot of people are saying though is that at the end of the day it's basically battlefield any uh, for better force is basically battlefield, and they just put it in 2042. <laughs> There's so it's not like it's not going to be like wow, amazing, so different yet so awesome. It's going to be okay. It's kind of like you know a, a DLC skin uh uh pack, which of course I'm sure they'll they'll have new. I'm sure they'll have new weapons and new vehicles and new maps, all that stuff. But DLC. So are the previous ones also 
um, 128 people? I don't think so. I think this one is the first, or maybe the last. I think Battlefield Four probably had 128, but before that, I don't think it, I don't think they did. I don't think that they would be able to um, handle it. To be honest mm. with you, um, wow. but I'm not 100 percent sure. What do you know? What do you know, man? Uh, we missed Zelius last year. I mean, la- last year, last week. I mean, I, <laughs> you never know when you might miss me. Indubitably. I miss myself. I do want to point out that is the t- that uh, everyone should be, if you are an Xbox fan, uh, you should be participating in the 20-year anniversary of the original Xbox. That doesn't make sense, is it? That can't be right. Yeah, it is right. No, it's not. Yes, it is. How old am I? Yes, it is right. <laughs> Damn it. I'm so old. You are too old indeed, sir. I think you should fix it. Speaking of old, uh, the the uh, the composer, an amazing Japanese composer who has over 500 pieces uh, and, and basically was a huge part of Dragon Quest. I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce the name, but don't hate me. Uh, Koichi Sugiyama has unfortunately passed, uh, I believe he was 91? No, 90. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. He was uh, responsible for the Dragon Quest franchise. Uh... Yeah. And of course he's he's also like huge famous uh outside of it with um uh, well, he's famous for a bad reason as well. He was a very staunch um uh um uh, he didn't want kids educated in LBGQ, LBG, LGBTQ matters. Well, I did see um, another one. Somebody that we actually know actually passed away recently, too. Yes. Dave Lupo. Yeah. Behind. Um, what? Oh, shoot. Um, Alchemy. Oh, what was the first part of that? Yes, Dave Lupo, an amazing game designer, the nicest guy in the world. Uh, I sat in on a talk that he gave at one of the Andocons. It was him and another gentleman. Uh, he was awesome. The other gentleman was kind of a pretentious prick, <laughs> thinking he's all high and mighty. Lupo was, you know, he wanted to help people get in he wanted to give advice he but but more like you know not he didn't want to like push everyone's hopes up saying everyone could be a video game or or board game creator yeah i I, i'm gonna go on the record not everyone is built or suited for that stuff but he was willing to give you pointers to try to help you in some direction um so he was realistic about it absolutely yeah. Uh, what was his name? I mean, what was? Oh, Addictive Alchemy was his oh, card yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, an amazing guy. Like I said, an amazing guy. And of course, he's going to be missed. So, it's sad to see Dave go. I know. So young. But unfortunately, speaking of deaths, um, the CEO of Starbreeze. Also passed away at the age of 50. I believe that one was cancer. Well, actually, Dave Lupo was also cancer. Cancer, just not cool, man. Damn you, cancer! If anyone out there has knows someone who's had cancer, either they beat it for now or they lost it, our hearts go out to you. My sister, uh, thankfully is in remission from her 
uh, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's, no, sorry, not leukemia, uh, lymphoma, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Same thing, my brother with esophageal slash stomach, he's in remission also. He actually just went in the other day for a follow-up examination and everything appears to be all good, which you always hope for because that's always one of the unfortunate worries with cancer is that it's going to come back and bite its rear head again. And we all pray and hope it does not, obviously. Yep. That son of a bitch uh, keeps trying to rear its uh, its ugly head. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are huge supporters of getting your ch- yourself screened. And uh, your junk screened. Well, for, yeah. Oh, well, basically, you know, make sure that that you're all good. Uh, for dudes out there, get your junk screen. For ladies out there, get your uh, ladies up top and down below checked out because a lot of, you know, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, that stuff's, you know. Yep. That's no joke. And unfortunately, it takes too many people. And the unfortunate thing is that because of COVID, um, doctors' offices uh, are seeing a drastic decrease of, uh, especially elderly people getting screened for uh, cancer and other illnesses and and whatnot. So please, if you have the ability, get in touch with your doctor. And if you haven't been screened in a while, get screened. I'm actually, um, I'm getting. Soon, I'm going to get my kidney scanned because my father's side of the family has uh, what's called polycystic kidney disease. So I'm just going to, you know, I don't think I have it, but you always got to check. You always want to make sure, damn it. I agree, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are... We are... I think within a month of extra life happening. One month? Are you sure? Yes. So I'm just going to do the extra life thing real quick, and then we'll go back to the rest of the show. But I just want to throw, you know, I want to do this shout out real quick. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, for the 10th, that's right, 10th year. Oh, no. Yeah. 10th year straight. We will. I can't even count that high, man. I know. We will be fundraising through extra life. Extra Life is gamers doing what we, but we do best, game, to help sick and injured children at our chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise from Extra Life will go directly to our chosen hospital, which of course is Children's Healthcare Atlanta, at unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Ultra Confusion and donate today. Now, I do understand that there are people out there who may not be able to donate, or maybe they want more information about joining in on the fun. Uh, go to extra-life.org. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you could do. You know, you could just uh, share the information about it to everyone you know. You can create your own team. You can join a team. You create your own solo account. Uh, it doesn't have to be video games. It could be card games or board games. They just, it's, you know, it's basically a walkathon, but video game a thon for 24 hours. And of course, I will, Ultra Confusion will once again be doing the 24 hours. It's not a time change this time, is it? Or am I going to, or am I going to have to do 25 hours again? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, what is it? Time change. 2021 is, ha, I think it is that weekend, November 7th. Damn it. Okay, well, 25, <laughs> 25 hours of gaming. Because the date you had for it was November, at least that's the Extra Life website. November has. 6th is the... Yeah. So I, I will start on November 6th and roll over to the 7th. So I'll nice. get caught with that extra hour. Oh, no. Charlie has to game for an extra hour. Oh, uh, nuts. However, shall he go on with life? I don't know. Although I probably should have saved the game that I'm playing right now. 
that would have taken me, I don't know. I could, I probably going to take me more than 20 hours. The way this game's going, like I said, I'm always, uh, uh, for those of you who missed uh, the earlier discussion, uh, the game I'm talking about is Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. Uh, I've already put nine hours into it, and I feel like I literally just scratched the surface. But then again, when it comes to these type of RPGs, I like to grind. I mean, absolutely grind. I want to go through areas where I am at least three or four levels above anything in that area. You're one of those weirdos. Well, so, yeah, I am. Because, I, but the problem is, in my head, I'm going, man, I've been kicking everyone's ass. But there's always, you know, in most RPGs, there's always that one special, like, enemy or monster that's off of the corner that's level is double everything in the area, and you're dumb enough to attack it, and you basically just get massacred, which <laughs> happened to me today as well. But, uh, but yes, uh, I also, uh, finished up a game called Vampire and I have to say really good game. Uh, it's one of those games where every single choice you make, uh, affects the overall game. Uh, you of course are a vampire or as they call it in the game, an econ because vampire apparently is like a dirty word to them. Hmm. Um, and you, you can either, uh, go through the entire game and not drain any NPC's blood. What? Or, uh, or of course, you could just drain the crap out of everyone. Uh, but every single, there's like four different districts that you have to keep an eye on. And those districts, as long as the individuals in that district stay healthy, uh, then like uh, there's not as many like monsters running around, uh, you get better rates on the stores, which I really didn't use the stores all that much, unless it was desperate times, called for desperate measures. Uh, but there is quite a bit of um, uh, crafting. And uh, basically, in every single area, there is a, a character called the pillar of, of the community. And you're always going to run into like, an ethical dilemma with them at some point during the game where any of your choices, they usually have three choices. And when you choose any of them, it's going to affect the entire community. In a good yeah. or bad way? Or is it just kind of very? Uh, for the most part, it's bad. Or at least for me. But like I said, I went through the entire game without uh, killing any of the NPCs. Now, that's not to say that you can't drink the blood of enemies, be them human or zombie. Those you can drain. It's just like characters that have names. You can't, if, if you want the perfect ending, you can't, um, you, you, you can't suck the blood out of their veins. But I want to suck the blood out of everybody's veins. I want to be the evil vampire. It's 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 kind of, it's kind of ironic, uh, in in Vampire I did not kill any of the NPCs, but in the game, oh god. Um, so what do you think would have happened if you killed all the NPCs? Everything would have good to shit, and the ending would be shit for me because I I was invested in trying to get a specific ending, and I liked mm. the ending. But if you so much as killed one NPC, you would not get that ending. Did you know that ahead of time going in? I had a funny feeling that that gotcha. was going to happen. Um, Dishonored was the game that I was thinking about. Oh, yeah. Dishonored, I basically killed killed everyone. <laughs> uh, because I suck at stealth. I really do. I mean, watch me play. If, if you want to see a terrible run at stealth games, watch me play because I cannot do it. I get so frustrated. I'm like, fuck it. Kill him, kill him, kill him. There, there is no one to catch me now. Which and of course, is kind of funny because you play all these like puzzle max three games and mm -hmm. I look at stealth as like a challenge, like a puzzle because there's always like, you have to attack it from the right angle. So it's funny where I enjoy the puzzle element of the games. And like all intentionally, if I'm playing the stealth game, and I get and I'm playing that mode where like mm -hmm. I'm playing stealth and not yep. you know just kill stab you in the face. 
like I don't get my correct stealth kill, I'll reload the game. Just Jesus to continue Christ. my stealth streak. Look, I, I'm the thing is, if you allow for like stealth kills, I'm okay. Okay. But if I have to sneak around mm. the entire game and and not alert the guards, I, I can't do yeah. it. I could see that. I can't do it because I get so frustrated. I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm going to kill everyone because they're dead. Or I'm going to be destroyed. One or the other. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to pause for just a second and do the friends of the show because these people are super duper important. They help us keep the lights on. So without further ado, let's start the uh, friends of the show. And that, of course, is, of course, I am. There we go. Uh, let's start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the my, yeah, the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. So if you want more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. Now, of course, the next one is from an amazing individual, and that, of course, is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Of course, the next one is basically my hero, or I should say my back's hero and my sinus's hero, and that, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. So many dot coms. Yes, it's it's a dot com world, damn it. Okay, so... Um, where did old .nets go, man? What about, what was the other big one? .biz. No, not .biz. .net, org. .com, .org. .org. Well, orgs are still kind of around. .edu. .gov. .whatever. .xxl. Sure. All right. Uh for those of you out there who are interested or kind of curious as to how you too can become part of the uh, friends of the show section, let me tell you about the awesomeness that is Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion ha survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, supporters, haters, kind of casual acquaintances, uh, ghost zombies, aliens, demigods, regular gods, superheroes, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger brand. Currently, we have two different... Uh, Subscription levels. The first one is a dollar a month, which is $12 a year. And what that will get you is early access to all our playthroughs. Uh, and the you'll also get to participate in polls uh, to help shape the future of Alter Confusion. Uh, for those of you curious as to what the game is that uh, is currently the early playthrough, it is a game. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, it's a game called When the Past Was Around. It's not a very long game, but man, it's a tearjerker. Um, then, of course, the second tier is a $5 tier, which, of course, is $5 a month or $60 a year. And that, my friends, puts your name or organization into the thank you section of each Thursday night hangout. And, of course, you also gain ac early access to the playthroughs and the ability to participate in polls. So if you have the ability or are very interested in becoming a patron of Alter Confusion, which we highly recommend and will thank you forever, just go to patreon.com slash Confusion. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O. Ooh, my gosh. Let's start again. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Alter Confusion. All one word. Or if you're on the chat, you can just look in the chat and click on the magic button. Yes, that too. You could do that too. We're full of magic around here, sir. So, okay. Uh, we've basically gone through the entire list of topics. So I want to, I want to bring up since I've been playing, since I've just played vampire and I just, and I've been playing, um, Noni Kuni, uh, two, these, these are both games in which your characters level up. Okay. The interesting thing about vampire, and I, I want everyone's opinion on this, uh, is that when you complete quests, be it the main quest, a uh, side quest, or you kill enemies, um, you gain experience, but, but it accumulates. It doesn't actually affect any of your stats until you, as a vampire, you know, you got to sleep during the day. So you do everything you can at night and then uh, until you're starting to get your ass whooped and then if you go back to one of your hideouts and you go to sleep. When you go to sleep, that's when you can uh, distribute your experience points. And those experience points, you'll have like a bunch of different skills, be the passive or active or defensive or or an ultimate skill. Um, and they basically have kind of like a tree uh, type of mentality for each one. Um, and so what you do is, you know, you'll have your 100, you've got to have 100 XP. You can't halfway do it. You have to have the full number to, to do the next one. Versus, so you've got that for that that way of doing things, which of course, once you've accumulate, uh, basically once you've assigned X amount of points, that's when your level goes up. Yep. So like each level, let's just say that uh, to get from level one to level two, you gotta do 500 experience. So you'll stay level one until you sleep and distribute those XP. Versus most RPGs, which is the XP automatically goes into uh, your character and it will level up the character. There's a potential that you'll get some customization with your skills or you'll open up a bunch of skills and then you can kind of, you know, pick and choose what you want, uh, available during combat. But I'm just curious, which way of, you know, like leveling up do you like, or does the vampire one sound like crazy or is it interesting or what do you think? And actually, I kind of like that because I'm one of those who, especially if it's an RPG where like you level up quickly, yeah, I tend to be like not level, not utilize all my skill points every single level. I actually go a couple and be like, oh yeah, I need to level up and apply my feats or strength or whatever it is, my attribute points. So to kind of have this accumulate a little, it really kind of feel that jump in power. That's usually how I end up kind of leveling up anyways. Um, so for me, that works. Like, I have no problem with that kind of power-up system as long as the power of the enemies also kind of scales in the same way, meaning that they're not assuming, like, throughout the day and you're kind of vampire that you're also getting stronger because you have to wait till night. So as long as the enemies kind of are also balanced in such a way that recognizes that, I think that's all right. And it's kind of good to have a little bit of variation too in your games because like, like you said, most games do it the traditional way. You get your level from you know one to two and you immediately apply your boost or whatever. You, so all your stats immediately go up with, yeah. by a set amount. So I think but, to be able to change it up a little, yeah. But to be honest with you, the, I think the coolest thing about the way that that Vampire did it 
was that, you know, in a, in a normal RPG, you know, if you if you're able to use like skill points or whatever, um, you could just you could just be over into level whatever, yeah, and you're like super duper weak because of that versus vampire, which literally you the your level is based on how much you've actually put in. You could have a huge uh like um pool of XP to potentially max out your character, but you could keep it down. Now of course as you advance through the game the characters are gonna level up and uh as I was telling Zelius before, there is no armor in uh Vampire. So they're gonna start hitting harder and you're gonna want uh more HP. All the HP. What's up, Klopp? Um, and I did. Um, the The other thing is, so you have... Th- this is one of the things that kind of drives me nuts is in Vampire, they have a, a stamina bar, which means that after a while, you can't attack anymore. So you can't button mash like oh, yeah. I do all the time. I'm sorry that Vampire annoyed you, uh, Klopp. Well, so here's so playing New World, and they do it interesting where you basically pick a two weapons to play with, um, and the fun part is is so a if you're a healer, meaning the life staff, you use the attribute focus. Out of like ten weapons in the game, it's the only one that uses focus. So if you're leveling up your life staff to be able to heal and you go all in focus you're kind of giving your other dps weapons to help yourself leveling mm-hmm. the other fun part is is maybe you want to have on the same server like both a healer and a tank and a dps so maybe you have like alts we well, can't do that they limit you to on the same server basically in the same like shard which is a combination of the servers you can't have more than one character so you really have to kind of pick a class to play with. But you can, are, do you do you get auto assign the shard or can you choose the shard? You no, you choose it. Yeah, so you can create a character on different shards. Yes, but then you can't play like if you have friends, for instance, on like the alt confusion shard. You and you want a to go tanky. Now you have to create a completely new shard without. So you need the alt confusion two shard. Yes. But you then have to coordinate with everyone to be like, okay, this time I'm going to be the tank. So everyone else get the different characters. And we're just assuming that they want to create a new second character altogether. True. True. Come on, man. Everyone's got time to grind the shit out of every Mm -hmm. single character. Right. So it's kind of an interesting way of doing it to say the least. I'm like, huh? Okay. Um, So that's the part where I'm not quite sure. Like, the core of the game is fine, but some of those type of things where I'm like, how is this actually going to work Like, as you can play, continue playing for hours? I don't know. Oh, I'll say one other thing about Noni Kuni, too, is holy shit balls, Do do enemies drop <laughs> equipment? <laughs> I've, every in school- a good way or an annoying way? Uh, well, sort of an annoying way. If... Okay, developers out there, if you have a game which where you're going to be dropping a good chunk of loot, please, please have a ability to sell in bulk. Ah, Do yes. not make me go um, sell. Would you like to sell this? Yes. Okay, sell. Would you like to sell this? Yes. And I have to do it 15 times. Yep. No, I totally agree with that. Um, like one feature that actually they have on. So with new world, it's, I mean, there's a lot of collecting resources and crafting and you have white limit. What they did, which is really nice. Nice. Like see so like in different categories, like you collect stone and wood. And you can click one button to basically transfer all items of that type to your stash. 
while you're not not all games do that a lot of games do like you're saying where you have to drag over drag over but like there's some nice little quality of life things when they did that because i was full i'm like man this is annoying also i was like wait this arrow yes so it's nice that they do some things like that to make your life easier there's a there's a game i played called i want to call i want to say it was moonlighter and you want to talk about a broken freaking uh stash inventory uh, system so you you basically in order to expand your stash you have to buy more treasure chests to keep all your stuff in there mm-hmm. but it does not stack okay uh. so if you have let's say that you have i don't know five iron ore and then you in your in your chest you go explore and you come back with like 15 more when you put the 15 in the chest, there will now be two slots taken up. One out of five, one out of 15. You'll have to manually drag the five or the 15 on top of each other for it to combine. <laughs> That's dumb. It's almost as bad as inventory Tetris. Which yes. I still believe, if you have to do inventory Tetris, you should give the player the ability to rotate the damn pieces. Well, that's a big thing. I mean, that's a huge part of the game of um, Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good game, but at the same time, holy crap, is there so much Tetrising that you have to do. It's insane. I just, why can't I put this item? Because first of all, the the inventory in almost every single game, there's no way that an individual could be carrying that much shit. It's way too heavy. So... Let, now that we're in like make-believe land, why can't yeah. I just, you know, if I have some item that takes up uh, one in width and four down, why can't I have four in width and one down? I just don't make it truly believable, right? Yeah, like let let's let's add a little bit more realism back into it. No, I'm fully on board with that. I totally, uh, I totally agree. Make it, you know, go all in, but make it in a way that is makes it easier for the player. What? Make it easy for the player? Holy crap, what a concept. I'm, I'm being sarcastic, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Uh, there was, someone asked me the other day, and we've already answered this question, but I'll answer it again because it was asked, and that was, do you prefer uh your games to only autosave uh which basically it will your specific checkpoints or pieces of the game where the game will autosave or basically save your game um with no manual save option or do you want to have a game where you manually Go or you've got you know save points where you got to go and then you decide if you want to save or not. Oh, I'm all about the manual saving games that auto save for me, and I have no opportunity to save myself. Drive me nuts. Vampire basically saved uh, at specific checkpoints, but in Vampire, here's the here's the cool thing: if you die in combat, you basically go back to the that checkpoint and. You could play more, but of course, any item that you previously used is still gone. So it's not like you replenish all your stuff. Interesting. Now, I feel very strongly that I want to have save points to be able to do. All right, if you have save points, do you want the ability to have multiple save slots? Yes. Well, I rarely actually use multiple save slots, if I'm going to be honest. Mainly because the games... Like the Bioware, the old school Bioware's where choices actually mattered seem mm-hmm. to kind of be a thing of the past. Um, or if they do have choices, they do the auto save, so you can't undo them. So it's irrelevant right. anyways. Um, that seems to be where they gone. But a game like Bioware, yes, I de- like Mass Effect, I definitely had multiple save points. So I could kind of see, because to me, I always find it interesting what did different choices do? I would have kept the same choice anyways, but I just got to be fascinated to be like, oh, I wonder what happens if I do this. You just need to play the game again, Zillies. Come on, man. Oh, good Lord. Uh, I think game plus, plus, plus. Look, I, I think it, 
I'm I'm actually for. I mean, as much as it pains me, I'm I'm for if you got a choices matter game. Yeah. I'm for putting the the super duper pressure on you of understanding you've put eight hours into this game. If you whatever decision you make, it's going to take effect. There's no way to magically just rewind a little bit to change your thing. Uh, Heavy Rain, which I still will never play again because it hurts me too bad. Vampire is another one. It's so good though, right? Oh, God damn it, it was good. So freaking good. Speaking of which, I I think I need to get it back. I think my brother-in-law still has it. But... You know. It hurts so good that it feels warm and fuzzy. Yes, I think. If you know what I mean. Mm. 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 Do you know what I mean? No. No? Okay. No, I don't. I know what I mean. Does that count for anything? You know, yes, no, I don't know. Or do I? Lord, I don't know. Oh, well, you don't know how am I supposed to know, sir? Who the hell knows? All right, so just real quick, I'm going to look. God dang it. I want, can can we just, I need, I need the Borderlands movie now. That's, it just, it just needs to come out. That and freaking Cowboy Bebop. Live action, because I need to know if I, I'm if I'm going to cry and get really pissed off, or if I'm going to be like, yes. But why are you going to cry? If you ruin something that's basically, uh, Cowboy Bebop was my gateway anime. If you fuck that up, I am not going to be a happy camper. I can't tell you how many times. I'm not I'm not one to rewatch series over and over and over again, but Cowboy Bebop I will watch. I I watch them if there's an episode on TV I'll watch it. I mean it doesn't have to be in order. I'll I feel watch like you'll Cow- find a reason to hate it. Don't worry. Huh? I find I feel like you'll find a reason to not like it. Oh I'm sure, but but I I don't want it to be like oh, maybe the character doesn't really work for me or um uh or but as long as it looks like they the characters give a shit and that yeah. the storyline actually feels like Cowboy Bebop. I'm I don't want Transformers. I don't want Monster Hunter or insert other video game name that really had Jack Squat to do with the actual IP. I still want to watch Monster Hunter. I have not seen it. I don't know what to tell you. I just like Mel Djokovic, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Tony Jaw. Big bada boom. So no, I still want to see it, but I wasn't gonna pay money for it either. No. <laughs> so I was like, man, I'll see it eventually. Speaking of things that you need to see, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you have Netflix. I highly recommend uh, a series called Scissor 7. It's oh, animated. It's the third season just came out and it's phenomenal. What's it called? Scissors 7. I've never even heard of it. It's anim- it's an anime. It's awesome. Scissor 7. Mm-hmm. Also known as Killer 7 in China. Yes. Which kind of gives away a little bit of something about the main character. Interesting, sir. Interesting. Highly recommended, though. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think we are at the end of the show. Wait, wait. Hold on. I'm adding this to my queue. Or add it to your queue, sir. Okay. It's been added to my list. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. From myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure 
giving you everything come over our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Thank you.